Welcome to the Tuluminina podcast, presenting stories from the women living in Tulum, Mexico. Be inspired by their life in the jungle, find out what makes Tulum so unique and get to know the favorite places of the locals. Welcome everybody to today's episode with one of the ladies I personally look up to very much because she isn't afraid to get her hands dirty and go along the rough path of change in a place where sustainable behavior and proper waste treatment are just starting. Here I have with me Brit Pullman from Tulum Recycles and I am so thankful for your engagement and that you are sharing your story with us today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Yay, so cool. And um, yeah, for all the people who don't know you, um, who are you, what are you doing and yeah, what's, what's your project? Okay, um, I am originally from Berlin and uh, have also lived probably abroad outside of Berlin for over 20 years and you might be able to detect from my accent here or there that I spent a long time in Australia, uh, 16 years and I'm also an Australian citizen. I came to Tulum about three years ago on a holiday and I think as most people who come to Tulum on a holiday it's becoming a bit of a cliche now that they come for a few days or weeks and then either stay and don't leave or they decided they have to come back and stay longer and that was actually my case. Um, and while my background is in marketing uh, and my career has always been marketing client side, agency side. Um, my passion for the environment, my passion for the planet and connectedness with everyone um, has always been there. I used to be a scout and camping a lot, um, but uh, it's, it's certainly grown a lot bigger. And when I came to Tulum, seeing that Tulum is such a fragile ecosystem and that the tourism is obviously a very um, prevalent factor here, I felt the need or the urge to, to do something right because I kind of thought we can't not have the tourists come, we can't stop them from coming, but we can help them do the right thing, um, do it sustainably and even help the businesses do that. And then I met my friend Leslie who was doing exactly that as well and we put our forces together and uh, have been doing Tulum Recycles now for over two years. Wow, congratulations to that. This is such an amazing project and I'm so happy that it already runs two years. And um, so just let's talk about uh, Tulum Recycles a little bit. What exactly is this and why does Tulum need this? Um, Tulum Recycles is a volunteer-run recycling service. So it's basically Leslie and I and uh, a number, sort of a small handful of volunteers since our last fundraising effort um, we can also pay a person a little bit because the admin is a lot what people totally underestimate um, we basically help people recycle so it was it was founded by by Leslie originally because she wanted to recycle and she had nowhere to take it uh, to take her bottles to take her cans to take her material and so she came up with a pickup service um, which has now grown into us picking up every two Fridays. We come with a truck that we are renting from a company called Smack uh, in Cancun. They have all the permits, they have all the certificates that, that a company needs in Mexico to discard off waste responsibly so that it doesn't actually land in the jungle but that it goes somewhere. 
um, and we work with them because of that reason. And they come and pick up every two weeks um, all the recycled material like glass, uh, aluminium cans, um, paper, carton and plastic from people's houses. So you register with us through you, so sending a WhatsApp message um, with your name and location and then we add you to a map and then we come by your house. At the moment the service is free uh, but we are working on a payment model because yes we've been doing it for over two years for free and um, people value stuff more also when they pay for something so and also we would like to grow obviously we would like to employ local people so that we can increase education and awareness um, and really sort of create a bigger ripple effect mm -hmm. wow this is so amazing and this is what you just said so full of uh, interesting details that um, people who are not living in Tulum um, yeah might like listen up and be like what because um, yeah what's actually the case is that it's not easy to get rid of your trash in a proper way in Tulum. Yeah, right? it's true. It's true. There is, um, I think, I mean, there's garbage trucks every day that pick up garbage. But when you look at the waste um, that if you don't put it somewhere that it's a little bit elevated, let's say on a, on a wooden, in a wooden crate, then the dogs can get into it. And then overnight, all of a sudden you have a street full of trash because the dogs got into it. Uh, looking for food or other animals, even not even dogs, um, and so, and there aren't no real bins, and there's certainly nothing structured for recycling. There is a monthly recycling pickup from the town, where you can drop off your recycling to a or to four different places in and outside of Tulum, which is a great initiative. However, a lot of people don't have cars, they don't have bicycles, if they have more, um, or they just simply can't make it on that day. Uh, so, which is why we wanted to offer something in addition to that pickup, to that drop-off day. Yeah, and it's super convenient. I mean, I, uh, of course, um, are doing that with uh, yeah. Tulum Recycles. I collect everything in my house and yeah, every Friday I just put it in the front of my house and it gets picked up. This is so cool because um, If I wouldn't do that, the reality would be if I just would throw all this um, material that um, are actually of value, right? I mean, cans yeah. and yeah. glass. Yeah. If I would just put it into the regular bin of my apartment building, yeah. is it true? Is it the reality that it would just get thrown into the jungle, into the... the It yeah, and the, the, this plant. Uh, this? It, it depends. So there, we, I think we now have outside of Tulum one big garbage dump. That's basically it's just a, I think it's a lined place, but it's just a mountain of trash. Or it's not even a mountain; it's a landscape of trash. It's quite a vast area, and it's not a yeah, it's, it's not a factory. It's not a closed up garbage facility with furnaces or that process it or anything it's literally just a place somewhere in nature where the rubbish gets dumped and then depending on whether it's properly lined or not lined obviously some some fluid some toxins will seep into the ground um, and and sometimes I think some hotels or some businesses they actually just dump it behind the house in the jungle or something. So, so there is a place that where it's meant to be dropped off, but still it's in the nature and it's not protected. So it rains on it and which shouldn't happen because yeah, yeah, the garbage shouldn't be rained on. It's not compost. Um, and 
and the, the if it gets picked up properly and gets dumped there it, at least it's in one location but it can fly obviously so if a bag breaks and then you have plastic flying somewhere it lands in the ocean so the more you can reduce your waste and make sure that it goes somewhere where it's being reprocessed and that's what Shalom Recycles does so we currently we collect about 2.5 so two and a half tons of material every month um, that doesn't go into this landfill place in nature um, and our material goes to a company in Merida, it goes to a company in Mexico City, it goes to another company, so there it's being repurposed into new bottles or a new plastic or a new something else. So we definitely know for a fact that um, it doesn't end up in the jungle. Yeah, so uh, signing up for Tulum Recycles is actually the best thing you can do when you live in Tulum or yes. when you have a business in Tulum that you know your, your recycled materials go to the right place where it's like treat it in the correct way exactly right? mm -hmm. or, or take it to the drop-off point at the last Friday of the month which okay. is outside the Palacio uh, Palacio yes. Municipal outside of Shidrawi I think there is now a pickup point in I would have to double check that uh, in not where is it I think north of Tulum and another one near Muyil or something mm -hmm. and what kind of recommendation would you give to uh, people who are traveling to Tulum and they are yeah, not, not living in an apartment where they are signed up for Tulum Recycles or they are not in a hotel that is providing bins where you can divide all this stuff? Like, what would you recommend for, yeah, for these people doing with their, with their waste? That is a very good question. Um, probably the easiest would be that they if they do contact Tulum Recycles, we don't really have any central pick drop-off points. There is one permanent drop-off point in Tulum. Uh, it's called Sendero Verde. It's behind Super Aki. Um, and there, I believe, you can actually drop off every day all of your material as well. So mm -hmm. if you're a tourist and you don't have that much, you have a couple of bottles, a couple of this, a couple of that, you can, you can take it there. Um, probably the best thing would be to ask your landlord or the property manager if they know of anything and if they don't then put them in touch with us with Tulum Recycles because that's also what we're looking for is now to grow or to actually target condominium like apartment buildings that they start doing this and offer this to tourists essentially because mm -hmm. um, yeah a lot of them want to do it but then they, they don't know how yes yeah wow and uh, talking about uh, don't know how <laughs> uh, let's just go back quickly um, to the day when you and Leslie had the idea of this service like I mean you were there standing there like don't I we don't know how to do it or um, how did you get this whole thing started I mean it's running since two years this is so yeah. amazing and how yeah how did you make it happen it's really, it's very, very simple. In the beginning, I think it started with a different company um, in, in Tulum Centro. They have, you can drop off your stuff there or you could. Um, and he had a little truck. So we just basically made a deal. Hey, can you come by this house, by that house? And we would give him the location. As it grew, we started the Google Maps where we would pin and start the La Ruta that we call it. Um, 
it then also from then on evolved that we found out that this person doesn't have permits we don't really know what's happening with it and also the drop-off uh, point looked like an absolute mess that we couldn't really with a good conscience keep using uh, that person and that service so then we found smack uh, at, a, at a government talk and yeah and things just kind of grew grew organically like smack would come with one person and a truck now it's two or three trucks and two or three little helpers um burrito amor which is a local restaurant they provide free lunch for the drivers which is really nice so it's really it's a community effort like we really grew with the community as well mm -hmm. wow that's and so also good. because we don't do much advertising at the moment because we're in the process of um applying for a non-profit for an association civil and until now it's just been basically leslie and i so we go to events where we can do some education as well and we've done a talk at the international school so we do little workshops on recycling but really yeah it's just grown organically through facebook so we now have one amazing volunteer carlo who does our facebook posts so we've grown i think when i joined two years ago we had 400 something we're now nearly 1500 followers on Facebook um, and and answering all those messages also takes time so we now like I said it's Leslie and I plus Carlo plus another girl so it's just slowly growing into some sort of an operation which is why we need to start probably charging for it yes and and so what is your vision for Tulum Recycles then Wow, the vision is that um, Tulum Recycles would operate the entire Riviera Maya, so as well in Playa as in Cancun and Chetumal, that we can offer this pickup recycling service, um, that we have proper trucks, uh, that it's just, yeah, just it's a professional operation with the proper equipment, uh, but also very important. Uh, that we move away from single-use waste. So at the moment, people need to buy green bags that they're easily found, uh, recognized by the drivers. And we are actually, through that, creating single-use waste, even though they're biodegradable. I'm not really happy with that. Um, and also... So the bags, where the, where the materials go where into, Where the materials right? go yeah. into so we can collect it. So yes. Because the normal Tulum garbage bags are black. Um, and so we we decided let's do green bags so they're easily found um, and they're also biodegradable but yeah it's still you need to buy new ones every day so ideally we we find a way to not have those not needing those bags um, as well as uh, instead of shipping material like what's happening now to Merida Mexico City to be reprocessed we're looking into more local solutions so that we can reduce the carbon footprint even more, that there's not so much petrol used and that we also can create other products with the material that we come to a circular economy that we either make chairs out of the plastic or I think all there's technology where all you can fill it with all rubbish and it creates fuel, whatever. So there is that's the vision you asked for my vision so the vision Definitely is that we that we <laughs> exactly that we upcycle that we and in the end possibly not even exist anymore because i we always say that recycling is the last step so that you refuse re reduce you reuse you repurpose you repair and the last step is that you recycle so and we really need to it's not an excuse that you're recycling to buy crap and 
not try and reuse stuff. So if we don't exist at one day, I think that's my biggest vision, <laughs> that we don't exist one day, that it doesn't need us anymore. I love that vision. <laughs> that's a, yeah. a, a very, very interesting one. I like it. It's super cool. One question I had about the trash also is, what is your opinion about, um, I mean, when you are in the town of Tulum, you look at the trash bins there, there is like an organic one and an inorganic one. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, I personally have to laugh a little bit when I see these trash bins. They make an impression of the city is taken care. But what is your opinion about these trash bins? Uh, I think they are just a joke because everything, like yeah. what's going in there. I mean, if you have a look inside in the inorganic one, there's plastic bottles and everything. Yeah. So no one's really using them in a proper way. So what's your opinion about that? Yeah, also you're not the only one that's laughing. Um, it's, I think it was done in an effort. Uh, I mean, it's good that there are bins and there are quite a few. So it's a good that um, you can at least put your trash somewhere. That's good. Um, but yeah, the inorganic, organic, two different canisters are completely useless because organic is every food scrap that you have. And that's really, you don't walk around with just food scraps. Like that too, for me, that in a public environment is a bit useless. Um, and then the inorganic, like you said, is completely mixed. So nobody is separating that. So they might as well have just one big bin, in my opinion. Um, I think it was done in effort last two years ago, I think, when the new government came. And like I said, it's good that there are bins, but you might as well not put inorganic or organic yeah, on it. They're basically yeah. the same and yeah. go to the same place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why is it here in Tulum or in Mexico um, like that, that individuals like you and your friend Leslie have to take this in a self-responsible way and you create something what actually the yeah the government or the country should provide why do you think is it like that uh, i think in in developing countries it usually is these things stem from a community um i guess activism in a way the i think what the government is doing right now there is a ban on plastic bags if i remember correctly i i think it's in possibly all of mexico i think definitely is la holbosch quintana roo Here also in Tulum, I've asked in a couple of places, there are changes happening for sure. I think on a level that what we're doing, the, the recycling, I mean, right now we don't really have a business case even, right? So I think that as, as, soon, as soon as the government sees money and another opportunity, I think they would be a lot more interested in doing this. Um, and, but also they do this drop-off, this monthly drop-off, Uh, which is run by volunteers, not by us, but by other volunteers. And, um, and I know for a fact that they don't pay the company to come pick up the material. So there is kind of this really distorted view of value, what's right to do, what's going to be good for the town and good for the image and where they put their money. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, sort of grassroots community projects like ours, um, I don't know, it's... Uh, I mean, when I first arrived, somebody asked me, but Brit, you're from Germany, why would you like be such an activist here and, and run a recycling service in Tulum? Like, why do you care about Tulum or this part of the world? And then I say, well, it's one world, right? So in Germany, they have the skills, they have the technology, they're doing this well. There's a lot of people doing it there. Here, there isn't. So I, it's not that I have to do this, but I can see that everything I do has an immediate impact, which is, which is great. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's super important what you're doing. I mean, the infrastructure or, yeah, lit for us, like coming from Europe, little things like that you know where you can put your trash and that you know it's going to go to a, a treatment plant where it's mm. taken yeah, apart or mm. it's processed in a kind of okay way. Um, it just doesn't exist here. No. So, no. yeah super super cool and thank you a lot that you are doing this and that you're spending your time and energy in this Pleasure. project that's that's just amazing um, and next to the trash um, what does you trouble also while you live here in Tulum or in Mexico in general yeah the trash is definitely one thing the other thing is the lack of infrastructure and lack of planning and infrastructure includes anything from road quality I ride a little scooter like a little moto And the, the road quality is, is uh, it's basically a nearly a suicide mission. I know that there is a plan, but there doesn't seem to be a, a sort of visionary urban planning here in Tulum. So if you want to build a house here, you build a house there. Yes, yeah, so infrastructure, construction, uh, wastewater, it's like water not being discarded properly. So re really anything to do with waste, it's solid waste, it's liquid waste people living at the expense of nature rather than giving back or in respect with nature. That's a big trouble mm. um, all over the world. We could go on talking about this uh, for hours and hours because um, yeah, it's really troubling you as well as me as so many others here in Tulum um, and because we love this place so much, right? Yeah. We want this change, we want to do it better, we want to provide the people who come here some ways that they do not leave an impact, right? So yeah, let's talk a little bit about why you love Tulum so much mm -hmm. and why are you with such a motivation behind all this? Um, I love Tulum. I'm, I'm a big city girl normally, coming from Berlin and having lived in Sydney as well. But Tulum has um, either, I always say either you hate it or you love it, or either you get lifted up by it or you get sped, like eaten and sped out. Like it is a very kind of extreme place and, and you can really feel, sounds very corny, but you can really feel energy and vibration here when things go well, when things don't go well, when you're supposed to I don't know, arrive at something and you happen to run into this person, like exactly the person that is going to get you there or something like that. I've never experienced it anywhere else, um, this type of flow uh, here. Um, the diversity of people is, is fantastic. So you have this really small place, but there's all sorts of different cultures who live here, all sorts of different um, professions. I have um, yeah, friends from various different countries, uh, friends ranging from a dishwasher in a restaurant to a guitarist to a yoga teacher to a property mogul to a, I don't know what, like it's, it's, a, it's a melting pot, it's really, that to me is super attractive, amazing live music as well, which is fantastic and uh, you, can, you can do it cheap, you can do it really kind of on the very, yeah, very affordable level if you like tacos and uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and street food <laughs> and street food but yeah I mean it, it's it's food right um, and you can go high 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 end which to be perfectly honest is a little bit over the top but never mind it's beautiful obviously and yeah just a stunning nature that that we're surrounded by here in this lovely place as well like I love um, that contrast also yes yeah, yeah. 
talking about the and the beach obviously the ah, beach and the course. ocean and the, <laughs> the colors and living in the caribbean i mean what's not to like <laughs> <laughs> definitely yes yeah you just mentioned that we are in a very nice uh, place right now because every podcast episode is recorded in a different location which is also a recommendation for the people who are listening mm -hmm. um, so do you want to tell the people a little bit about the place where we are sitting right now um, the people could probably already hear we have birds uh, singing around us and the wind is rustling through the leaves so where are we we are at botanica tulum it's a new cafe restaurant in the centro it's uh, i think two blocks of satellite and one block of the main avenida they're open right now for breakfast and lunch And the idea is that it's a garden cafe. So it's really, like, like you said, it's, it's very lush with, with greens, with birds, with nature. The idea is that you make this your local. So the prices are super affordable uh, for coffees and food that you can really, I live close by and one of my neighbors is actually one of the managers here, but um, I come every day because it's a, it's a quick coffee and it's, it's yummy, all local homemade food. Um, they also want to obviously give back and, and help the environment. So if you bring your takeaway coffee, coffee cup or your own takeaway containers, you get a discount on your food, which I think is amazing. Um, so they're also really trying to do the, the right and sustainable thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's affordable garden cafe um, where you can hang out all day. <laughs> Definitely. I could hang out here all day. It's really, really beautiful. It's this big garden with a long uh, wooden table. So I will put, of course, the location or the, the Instagram and everything in the show notes of this place so that the people who are listening can find it easily. Awesome. Yeah, like, I mean, you also just mentioned that these people who are running this place, for example, and that they also, yeah, like take care of the environment. So do you have some other examples of people People who are doing great things or projects you support or your yes. projects other projects you're you're planning to do yeah I have a ton of examples um, and also it's really interesting to see when I first came three years ago and started the Tulum recycles two years ago um, there wasn't actually much there so Tulum recycles was really one of a very few initiatives that were doing something for the environment today There are so many, like you can really feel a change happening that either it's trendy now, which is fantastic if it is, or it is just now becoming in a part of everybody's life. So there is projects like um, Project Refill, which is an initiative and campaign from a company called Nomas Plastic that exists for 10 years and they are here to reduce plastic. So they sell biodegradable containers, etc. and Project Refill is encouraging restaurants and cafes in all of Tulum to put up um, water canisters where people can fill their water bottle um, for let's say 10 pesos um, and they are being put on an app where you can see all the different locations that are part of um, that are part of this project um, actually Botanica we've asked them and they want to be part of that as well so I'm just helping them set that up um, so that is one amazing project to reduce the plastic bottles that you buy from OXO essentially that people again that become away from plastic and from single-use use that's one then there are shops that are no what's the word um, 
zero waste zero waste shops like la minimal mm -hmm. Uh, in Tulum Centro as well, there you can refill also Coconamor has that in their shop. Um, you can come there with your own canister and fill up on nuts, on oats, on whatever stuff, on shampoo. They have body global shampoo. You can come with your own bottles and refill and fill up your, your own detergents, anything, um, oils, vinegars, anything you buy in bulk, you can get there, which is fantastic. What else? Um, this is actually a very good recommendation also for travelers, right? When you think yes. about weight yes. and that you don't bring the, your huge shampoo or yeah. body wash bottles, yeah. right? Yeah. So you just bring the, the, the plastic containers or you don't even bring them and you can come to the zero waste yeah. stores in Tulum. Yeah. They provide the containers for you and you can just fill in whatever amount you need, right? Exactly, exactly. Although for traveling, I've now discovered uh, like a, a shampoo bar which is really cool so it's it's uh, yeah it's a solid bar it lasts for like six months or something it doesn't weigh anything and it doesn't take up much space that's actually really good and doesn't need plastic at all and doesn't need plastic at all although i do have a i have a container where i put it in yeah but, but that's but not that's a single use no exactly exactly <laughs> i know that you're passionate about music as well is there like the tulum is known for its festivals so yes. what is going on there yes so um exactly so there are a lot of parties and festivals here and um that is also a business that I started recently. Um, it's called Campanita, which is Tinkerbell. And uh, it's basically consulting businesses and venues on doing things more sustainable. So that, again, same thing with the Tulum Recycles. We can't stop people from coming, but we, but we can help them do the right thing and we can help venues do the right thing. Uh, so we're consulting uh, businesses and venues on yeah, responsible partying, if you like, um, on their energy use, on their waste management, on their single-use plastic for cups, on all of those things. Um, I'm currently working for a festival at the end of April called Naku Festival um, at Zamna. And there I help them with all their sustainability activities. I've just heard that, that the wristbands, for instance, they're completely sustainable. So the chip will be out of bamboo and the, the, the actual wristband is going to be from cotton, like a material. So it's not going to be plastic, which is great. Um, and so there are little things like that. Uh, there's also other kind of standards now that are being pushed with where you can get a certain certification of something like the oceanic standard or bye bye plastic that help the entertainment industry be more sustainable mm -hmm. this yeah. um, oceanic standard is also for hotels right so yes. this could be also some something um, travelers who are coming to tulum could look for right which hotels do have this certification mm. because is it correct that this means that they are running their business in a sustainable way Yes, that's correct. Um, it's not that widely spread yet. So there is only, I think, one person here that is implementing the Oceanic Standard. And I'm hopefully going to be very soon the second person. Yay! Um, <laughs> and so, yes, but there are already a few hotels here that, um, that have the Oceanic Standard, like the Champion Badge or something like that. Um, but that's just one of many. I think they're fairly international, but there are some European other certificates. And so, but here probably that is, I think because of their marketing machine, to be perfectly honest, is the, um, the probably the most commonly used one. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think this is But also yeah, any, any yeah, eco-chic is not 
the same as eco chic basically so there's a lot of eco chic hotels here that call themselves eco chic or eco something and um, it's very few very few actually do it well and don't just use it because it's trendy the name mm. That's a very, very important point you have there. And um, yeah, no one of us want to uh, say any names of any business right now, of course. I mean, uh, it's not about that, but it's a very good point to just be aware um, that you maybe before you book a hotel, although it's super beautiful, that you might want to check um, how they treat um, their waste, how they treat their water, etc. And if you don't find any information uh, on that, on their website or when you are getting in contact with them, um, please feel free to reach out, I think also to Brit mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. or to me, to Luminina and ask us, right? Because we live here, we can yeah. also go there and check or we know already yeah. uh, or can give you a recommendation. Uh, which places are exactly. um, with a certification or um, are yeah just by knowledge um, are treating everything in a, in a very good sustainable way, right? Yes, exactly. Great. So uh, there's one question I um, always ask in my podcast, yes. and um, to Lou, what does this place mean to you when you would just be able to use one word? To me, and I think it's also very personal, but to me, it's discovery on all levels. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. what have you discovered? I have discovered things about me on a very personal level. I have discovered things about um, other people, about being with other people, interacting, interacting with nature, um, opportunities, like, yeah, discovering yeah really on all on all levels discovering beautiful things discovering ugly things just discovering um just new ways to do things i suppose and certainly here in tulum you learn um i'll call it how to macgyver everything like that um, you need to really be quite adventurous and in inventive to survive and yeah discovering new techniques of I don't know, having a shower when you have no electricity, whatever it is, yeah, discovery. <laughs> That's amazing. And I love how you are MacGyvering everything <laughs> and especially, of course, Tulum Recycles and that you are bringing this amazing um, yeah, business to Tulum. Uh, it helps us living here and nature um, yeah, a lot. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing this. And yes, I thank you yes. for this beautiful conversation. Thanks for having me. Amazing. Yay. You are doing also so well. I'm also very proud of you. Ah, <laughs> You're thank you an so inspiration. much. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. So I love Tuluminia. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> I hope this episode inspired you to live your dream and explore the world in your own unique way. Tune in soon for another inspiring story from the women living in Tulum, Mexico. Hasta pronto, your Tulumi Niña.